Orr presents the Revenge Society. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Welcome to the end of Orb. Yeah. And the beginning of our new Iger sanctioned podcast. Yeah, Iger sanctioneers. <laughs> Sanction to break the law, to, to uphold the law. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what that means i don't think I, I think a sanction is just like a, it's 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 a, it's a it's a restriction it's a limitation placed on somebody uh usually a government uh, agency but sometimes people um you it's want not, me to sanction it's, it's not it's not an assassination it's your best. <laughs> yeah it, it's a yeah uh one of the more beloved characters in the venture brothers is based on one of the characters from a movie no one's heard of yeah and i was surprised uh when i watched the trailer that you sent over to me because i i thought surely this movie doesn't exist so i didn't go looking for a trailer i was surprised exactly how much dragoon sounds like that character it's just that guy <laughs> they made they, they just stole him from the from the Iger sanction <laughs> classic classic thieves the yeah. carlos mencias of <laughs> Uh, just straight up lifting things from the Iger. Uh, yeah. Uh, this episode, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about the end of the orb saga, uh, not the end of the orb podcast, uh, written by doc hammer originally aired November 15th, 2009. Yeah. And this deals with the return of phantom limb, uh, now diminished and let's say pushed beyond his wits end by, uh, mm-hmm. the circumstances surrounding the battle of cremation Creek. Yeah. I episode reads real differently knowing that phantom limb just kind of comes back as a normal dude. That they don't do a whole lot with <laughs> yeah. for a couple seasons. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, and um, I, I wasn't sure because people change names in this all the time. He says, my name is revenge. Are we supposed to refer to him as revenge for this? He, he refers to himself as both. And yeah. then he creates the revenge society. Yeah. The, the real version of it, <laughs> you know, not this version of it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a fun episode. It's, it's a little weird. Mm hmm. You know, um, there are little bits that I that I don't like, and there's lots to like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the biggest thing that I do like is the introduction of Dragoon and Red Mantle, uh, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, old men, <laughs> the two oldest is members of the council. Yeah, something <laughs> very funny about old men. Yeah, you know, uh, also uh, impl- implied to be Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. Oh, one hundred percent. Like they are. I, I refuse to believe. We're not going to do a witch thing on this. I, I refuse to believe it was all in their heads. Oh God, I'm not. I, I wasn't even saying it was all in their heads. For the, I'm not going to fucking re relitigate the witch. People can listen to that episode and decide. All right. Uh, it, it, it all happened, and this happened. Yeah. Like. The uh, it, it this is the like Doc's like you could believe it didn't happen. I want uh-huh. you to believe it happened. Yeah, yeah. Why are people? Why is this so hard to just buy into? It's so cool. It's, just it, allow yourself to be free. It, it's a it's a it's a le- it's a legal fiction. Just like they never would have made the Sovereign not David Bowie if they if they didn't uh, if nobody ever corrected them on the limits of parody law. Yeah, I just it, it's. It's so much better mm-hmm. if they're if they're the big bopper and I I agree with you. Funny. I agree with yeah. you. It's very good, uh, but yeah, you, you got you got to wonder did, did, why didn't Phantom Ah take uh to take Richie Valens 
Like, did he have huh? to? Oh, did, racist. Like, okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like, there, there was there was no. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: if you're gonna get like that, you just kind of Latin music. There's more of a place for horns than that. A sousaphone could yeah. have worked. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. He didn't care though. His yeah. his raging, you know, yeah. his raging phobias. Yeah. Just uh. Just, uh, uh, the, 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 I love the, these characters so much. <laughs> just, just two cranky old men. It's very good. Yeah, the, uh, vo- the voices are very good. Yeah, and yeah. we say when we say, okay, so I, I agree with sanction. First off, Red Mantle, skinny, skinny old guy, uh, kind of named after his mm-hmm. like red cloak that he wears. So he's he's uh, an impression of Alec Guinness. Uh, one of them does uh, regular Alec Guinness. The other one does drunk Alec Guinness. I, yes, for, I forget who uh, is who. <laughs> It, it's it's doc doc yeah, does uh drunk <laughs> alec uh guinness and uh, uh jackson does sober yes alec yeah uh, and uh Dra- dragoon uh kind of kind of the bigger guy uh he mm-hmm. gets his head sewn onto uh onto red red mantle's shoulder here um uh just in order to keep him alive uh but he is based off of a character called dragon from uh, again a completely unheard of Clint Eastwood movie called The Iger Sanction, which is an adaptation of a book called The Iger Sanction. Uh, Did you see who wrote the book? It's it's somebody with just one name. I didn't. I mean, I, I like by it, it's it's based on the 1972 novel The Iger Sanction by Trevanian. <laughs> by yeah, no, just that, what? That, that, that that's the, the, the that's the credit by by Trevanian. Yeah, hey, Trevanian. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Rodney so Rodney William Whitaker. Um, yeah, I, the, the thing that I was more fixated on watching the, watching the trailer was the fact that the, 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 uh, the female lead, a black woman, Mm -hmm. uh, Trevanian saw fit to name her Jemima Brown. Yeah. Which if, 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 if somebody today wrote that as parody, it would be too much. Mm -hmm. It's unacceptable. It's uh, it's incredible. Oh, uh, wait, the Iger sanction was followed by the Lou sanction. L O O L O. So a uh, British bathroom. It's a. <laughs> oh, that's that's quite the sanction. Yeah, because uh, you'd never know this from hearing about it. But the Iger sanction is referring to a mountain. It, uh, yeah, yeah. The Iger is it's a not mountain. A guy. Clint Eastwood is a is an assassin who was sent to take out somebody who is like, like a like an like a mountain climber. Okay, yeah. is his target, and he is dispatched like his. You know, his handler is this guy called Dragon, um, who's yeah. just a, as fucked up as a person could be. Like, he's constantly getting a blood transfusion, like he's blind and all of that. Just a real, you know, just... He like, looks just like Dragoon from Venture yes, Brothers. and sounds just like Dragoon from the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Just like, uh, you, know, you know, take everything that is, like, fucked up about Blowfield and, mm. you know, and multiply it by 100 and you get you get dra- Dragon. And then Dragoon. With with the the incredibly unlikely series of events of they don't know the name of the target they have to kill, but they know what mountain he likes to climb. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the Iger sanction because yeah. they, they have to go to Mount Iger to sanction somebody. Uh, everybody needs to watch the trailer. Like it's they don't make media like that anymore. They really don't. Uh, 
Um, yeah. I, I I love this. So <laughs> under critical reception for the Lou sanction, some critics derided the Lou sanction and the Iger sanction as, quote, pale James Bond derivatives, while Trevanian considered the books to be intentional Bond spoofs. He pulled a Tommy oh. Wiseau on it. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was kidding. <laughs> when you made you, up, I was kidding. Joking. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevanian. <laughs> Trevanian. <laughs> the pun just did 1970s puppet master defense. I love it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so good. Uh, so that's where these, these characters came from. They're going to be incredibly important to the, basically I, the rest of the series. I want to talk about the Iger sanction more. I, oh, really? I, okay. I, let's do it. No, I have nothing else to say, but it's just, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we can't watch it for unfilmable. I feel like we could watch the Iger sanction between seasons of the venture brothers at some point. Though, <laughs> we probably could. If we wanted to do that, like it, in, you know, if we wanted to slow it down so the show doesn't run out. That's like the season where we cover like a Johnny Quest episode. Yeah. You know, the Iger sanction, uh, Sharky's machine. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't be opposed to that, actually. Let let us know if you're listening and you would would be into that. Yeah. If that's super stupid, (laughs) you have to let us know. I mean, if it's super stupid in a bad way, I kind of don't. If it's super stupid in a good way, let us know. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know honestly, but kindly, please. Yes. Um, first episode, uh, the doc wrote the season mm-hmm. and this is Jackson's favorite doc written episode of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the commentary, they talk about how they like it when the other person like emulates themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a, a doc, you know, trying on a Jackson episode and that there's like action in lots of different locations. Yeah. Uh, so Jackson likes it. And then doc likes it when Jackson writes episodes where people just hang around and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes sense because I think that yeah. what is necessary is the synthesis of their uh, of their sensibilities, right? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, they're annoyed by fans who were angry about the anticlimactic ending of the orb, of uh, the orb story. Yeah. Uh, just kind of ends here, and much like uh, their annoyance at fans who you know wish that Brock was more front and center. Um, I think that it is a mismatch between what people expect the show to be and uh, what the show actually is. <laughs> like that similar to that though it's also i think they they did it yeah to themselves yep you know that doesn't mean that they can't be frustrated about it uh-huh. but like you know that orb episode does really play up it does it, the... it, it is a very natural thing to come out of of that and think like it's going to be important and they mm-hmm. spend the whole commentary being like oh we're not going to make this long-running thing about a mystical object like fucking inuyasha mm-hmm. and i'm i'm the number one person who's happy that venture brother isn't more like inuyasha but at the same time like i don't know you can't like it it, it has a, a feeling of like mixed messaging a little bit it, yeah also like I mean, are are you are you surprised that people were interested in this cool thing that you that you that you showed them yeah. yeah. And now you're kind of like dermiting it. Like you're, yeah. you're playing it off like, oh, it was always meant to be this. It was never really a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I, I heard the commentary where you talked about the riddle you came up with and your mm-hmm. whistlers, room of silent whistlers and shit. Yeah. You yeah. were so excited about that, Doc. Like you cannot play it <laughs> off now. Like, oh, no, it actually makes more sense that it doesn't happen. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like the, uh, the commentary and book for this episode both read a little bit as like, yeah, playing it off after the fact. I do. There's like six paragraphs explaining the the cold ending of this, the post credit scene. Yeah, yeah. In a defensive way, which is retconned later, but at this point, at, at this point, it reads as super unacceptable. I did say well, second time I used that again, word. 
<laughs> yeah, like you you guys did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you, you can't like it's like, oh mm-hmm. well, like, you know, in retrospect, like, oh, he's just comforting him. Everybody likes to cuddle a small thing. Yeah. And and under no circumstances is that yeah what how it reads on the screen you 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 can't you cannot play with fire and then be be upset when the you know you can't be upset with people who are angry that the drapes got a little bit singed right yeah yeah i don't you know the the ending of this is is horrible uh Mm -hmm. like the the post credits part like i don't like that little bit it's 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 a cheap joke um i'm glad that they recon it you know i i think that them kind of losing it trying to cover up for it in the book and the you know mm-hmm. uh, is a bad look yeah uh, they, if you're then, gonna do it they should have just been like yeah we 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 take this away later yeah you know that like, them we recontextualize uh, this later the, 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 them busting a gut is uh it, it's it's not a great look in the commentary i think it, it, jackson even says like it's it's in line with the genre though for the MacGuffin to end up being nothing you know the Maltese Falcon. Spoilers for that eighty-year-old movie or ninety-year-old movie. Uh, you know, in the movie, it was fake. <laughs> you know, everybody yeah. did all these terrible things to get this thing that turned out to be nothing. You know, so like I, it, I can, I, it's I, I'm, a, for, I'm amenable for to that, that genre. Read. Well, I mean, but like, uh, and, like, do you and, think the Maltese Falcon is the same kind of genre as the Venture Brothers? I think that they're riffing off of. I think that they're riffing off of the same stuff drawn from the same well. That kind of like well, genre they, fiction stuff. <laughs> yeah but most of that genre fiction stuff it's it is real like the grail yeah. is real like like a, a lot of those things you know the 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 fake MacGuffin yeah of the Maltese falcon is not the over the dominant thing yeah. of an old mystical object i think also and i think that the it, it did work they just broke it yeah you know back uh, in the day also the uh the 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 the, the disappointment of it all fit, like fits with the theme of lots of stuff in the venture brothers too yeah so that reads to me as well yeah like th- that that part is fine i'm not saying i wanted the orb to do anything mm-hmm. i'm saying that they're trying to have it both ways yes like these these post hoc you know explanations for why the thing people complained about are actually is actually good mm-hmm read as dumb to me a little bit yeah yeah you know like it's nothing in the episode orb suggests anything that really happens in this episode Mm -hmm. except for that one sound effect yeah except for the sound effect it makes sense in retrospect you know Mm -hmm. with the show that they're doing that's not going to become upon this uh, about this object Mm -hmm. but they still engaged in making an episode that sure did suggest it yeah you know they they there is a having your cake and eating it too Mm -hmm. element yeah to these guys if they had underlined the you know the 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 disappointment i think in the text itself and as opposed to letting the uh as opposed to letting their commentary uh materials uh kind of carry that i think that would have been more confident and sold and people would have understood people would have understood yeah yeah Uh, i i i agree because it's a weird thing where like you know again the uh you can make the argument that the the genre, you know, there are things where it, where it turns out to be a big nothing. Every character in this world believes it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like it it's it's everybody's losing it mm-hmm. at the end when they do this thing. And then in the book, like you, you have Doc saying, "Oh, Phantom Limb didn't believe it was doing anything. It was pageantry." Yeah, and I like, don't say. Yeah, I don't dude, get that. you animated everybody being very scared of it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. There, there's something about it that I think is yeah shoddy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, you know, so it's not a bad explanation in terms of like solving the puzzle mm-hmm. of why it doesn't make sense, but I don't think the execution's super good. Yeah, 
personally. Um, one thing that I do like from the commentary is Doc revealing that he's afraid of backos. Yeah. <laughs> they remind him of uh, scorpions and dinosaurs. Which apparently he's scared of scorpions and dinosaurs as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah, this is very, very funny. Yeah. I love, uh, Jackson's been like, yeah. Kid <laughs> <laughs> kids yeah. on site would be the sum of all of his worst fears. Yeah. The, can I get those kids on site? Can I get those dinosaurs <laughs> on scorpions? Yeah. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. yeah there, there's a, there's a great deal of things, uh, to like about this, this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, it is a good one. Um, so we uh, start off, our cold open is is very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have uh, Phantom Limb uh, here, this guy in this kind of long coat dressed like a Bloodborne, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. triggering these traps with a toaster. Yep. Uh, we recognize this as the guild entry hall. Yes. Uh, here. Yeah, he is. And uh, doing kind of shtick with the toaster. He's sliding, he's sliding the toaster under the laser trip wires, and then the bread you know, throws the or the the toaster throws the bread out uh, to a height that only happens either in uh, cartoons or in movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also, it, uh, how long is the cord on this toaster? He's got an extension cord. This, this is specific. Oh, does he have one in here? I thought it was specifically for like electrocuting yourself in the bath or something. <laughs> You know, I think it's like a novelty toaster it's for like insane. electrocuting your neighbor. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's designed specifically for suicides. Yeah, throwing into your neighbor's, the pool with your neighbor's kids yeah. from your kitchen. Uh, you know? Into the, into the hot tub with your neighbor and your cheating wife. Yeah. Yeah. And, and or husband. Bunged or husband. up, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> bunged up neighbor. Yeah. Um, we as this happens, uh, we cut over to the intangible fancy, uh, <laughs> tricking some agents. I love the intangible fancy, uh, you know, being here. Uh, you know, they they hand him this bag. They think says something valuable, but it has his lunch, and he swallows it uh, before before killing people. I love the uh, the intangible fancy getting a little some screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I love the like the, this. This isn't what we thought it was. What 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 is it? Uh, it's like oh, that's a sandwich and a hundred hundred calorie pack of Oreos. <laughs> Yeah, miniature Oreos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, uh, he's he's in trouble. He's getting uh, tr- you know set on trial uh, for smuggling contraband into the thing. Like they they're fine that they, you know murder is fine, mm-hmm. but he did this. He's like, no, you know, I didn't I didn't actually smuggle it in. They're talking about beheading him. You know, what can they even behead him? Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, for the first time, we see one of these silhouettes. We see Councilman Eight. I'm um, like, oh man, we can see. Uh, just by the way, I can see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he gets attacked in the background. Yes, uh, by Phantom Limb. He wanted to get in here and lure the council out. Phantom Limb, who is calling himself, he says, my name is Revenge. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, as they're trying to figure out, okay, so like, all right, Councilman Eight's down. Are any of us in danger? They don't even know if they're in the same building. Yeah, I, I love all the shtick with this. I love Vendata, like, I am coming to help. And then just showing up at somebody else's room. <laughs> Not knowing where they're at. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 the guild is so stupid. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, but the fight uh, kind of breaks out into the trial cha- uh, to the chamber uh, where Lim electrocutes Councilman. This is, this, this is Dragoon uh, giving him a heart attack. Uh, and uh, 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 oh gosh, Red Mantle was attacked as well here. Kind of both of them were uh, were in real trouble. Yeah. Uh, we, we get our little credits and then we cut over to Phantom Limb who has, uh, Billy, uh, doing forced surgery. You yes. Know, they die, you die. Uh, doing this guy graft in a rundown <laughs> mansion that will become important later. <laughs> um, Weirdly. creating a two headed man. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Like so many movies. You shouldn't have brought me back as a hackneyed premise. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, like all of the stuff is, what are you, Ray Harryhausen? Uh, very good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and uh, Lim is, uh, he's not all there. Uh, he is yeah. Oh, yeah. acting like he's surrounded by people. You know, they're they're listening and laughing to him. Uh, notably, he has a, a, pro, a shitty prosthetic arm now. So he did yes. lose, uh, I believe it was his left arm in the battle at Cremation Creek. Uh, he should probably talk to the alchemist about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got that. <laughs> that rotting probably. invisible arm. <laughs> yeah, to put up his butt. Yeah. yeah. Is the implication. Yes. The, the, uh, the implication. Um, you know, Billy's like saying, Hey, we're even Lim says, you know, you took my limbs. And Billy's like, no, you took your limbs. Like you mm-hmm. built a machine. All I did is throw the switch. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to get back in the burlap sack and I just want to wake up in my real bed. <laughs> I love that Billy um, is just always in the sack and they, the and, Billy bag. Yeah. It's in, it's in the Billy bag and they, uh, and they say like, it wasn't not for budget reasons because if you have yeah. Billy in the bag, you don't have to lip sync. <laughs> You don't have to animate a Billy. Yeah. The, uh, one of my, uh, an early tabletop campaign with my current group memory was us, uh, finding like going off to rescue some Miller's kid or whatever and finding him in a sack and just like, you know, we were kind of shits and we were going through dangerous territory. So we didn't take him out <laughs> of the sack. And then the kid was, was very scared about this and just thought we were other kidnappers. <laughs> and then eventually we started threatening the kid with the sad sack. <laughs> And then uh, start threatening everyone with the sad sack. (laughs) Like, you're going to have to get in the sad sack. You want to get in the sad sack. It's very similar to the billy bag. Yes. Yes. Uh, But he he comes to prefer it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The uh, red mantle uh, wakes up and and notices he's got this, you know, head attached to him right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And Phantom Limb introduces himself. You know, welcome to a live dragoon. I'm revenge. (laughs) Um, and he says, Hey, you should be grateful. Uh, and also you're going to willingly cooperate with me once you hear what I have to say. So he is, you know, he has abducted them, but he plans to sway them over to his position about what should happen with the guild. None of that happens. Nope. He, he just says he's going to sway them, but there's none of that happens. That feels felt like an earlier draft of the script or something Mm -hmm. to me. Um, or just, you know, uh, phantom limb being cuckoo bananas. Yes. Um, the, uh, watch and ward are going to go report this. So they go into, uh, David Bowie's house, um, you know, based on a lo- the house from Logan's run with so a sunken cool. couch pit. I love mm. those. Um, you know, he runs and jumps behind the, uh, the couch and, you know, say, pay, pay no attention to the handsome and ageless rock star hiding behind the couch. <laughs> uh, and, uh, we get some bad Bowie lore. <laughs> uh, here it's very frustrating they they say like listen we all know who you are ours is totally an underrated album mm-hmm. mm. the the uh that's that's like the most adult contemporary album that david Bowie's ever made gary it it's came like, out alongside um omicron the no the nomad soul how could it be bad? yeah it's embarrassing <laughs> like you know and the them like i was just like man like you get, doc you, you like bowie you really like ours this is about hours then? Come on. <laughs> dot, 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 hours is the name of that record. Uh, yeah. So yeah. he, uh, you know, Bowie's like, oh, I always thought so, but it was a little, little too little too late. And they go, that would be Tin Machine, which is a good little little barb to David mm-hmm. Bowie's horrible rock band. Okay. From the okay. 90s, uh, Tin Machine. Uh, but have Tin Machine happened to be four hours? Happened 10 years before hours, right? 
Yeah. It's a, it's a weird pull. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, Tin Machine sucks, but also, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. But, and then they get good boy, boy lore later because they're like, oh, they, you know, when you tell them what happened, they're like, oh, Red Mantle and Dragoon have been abducted. Mm-hmm. They got into the, the Chambers of Rosa. Mm-hmm. So they got past the Diamond Dogs. Surely <laughs> would have heard the chant of the ever-circling skeleton family, <laughs> which is the, the last track on Diamond Dogs. And it's such a weird fucking 5-4 like, mm-hmm. chant about a skeleton family that ends that album. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, so f- full of good and bad Bowie poles, yeah. uh, this little scene. Is, is is Chamber Sub Rosa? Is that is that a Bowie thing? I don't think so. Okay, I don't okay. know what the, what the Chamber Sub Rosa is. I just it literally just means secret chamber. But I didn't yeah. know if that was a guild thing or a or if that, if that was also a a, a Bowie pole. I I, I was yeah. I recognize Diamond Dogs for Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm more here for um for Eon and the Warm Jets. So the the, uh, the, the Warm Jets are really good. Yeah. Uh, it's a good album Um, yeah it's it's a great album yeah it's it's an eye perfect album yeah um so you know he bowie sends them off to uh you know go tell amon i'm on tour you know go uh (laughs) go take care of this stuff and then turns into an eagle and flies away to the labyrinth noise yes um yeah yeah dense dense uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, Dragoon and uh, Mantle are uh, bickering over the over this book that they're reading. Uh, it's the Charter. Uh, it's the Charter, which has mm-hmm. been stolen from the Chambers of Rosa. Uh, and Phantom Limb says, "You know, like I'm looking for inf- information of my, about my grandfather. You know, he was the founder of the Guild. Uh, and since you two are the oldest living members of the Council, you you would have information on him. You know, you like you can read yeah. you can read this Charter and." Yeah, basically what he's saying is like I I'm the rightful heir. Find me the find me the details. Yeah. yeah. Um they do this uh flashback. Something that I don't the a joke that does not work for me is them mixing up sixteen fifty nine and nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. Like what does that add? It's just this weird little bit and mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand it. It's not a joke. It's right. not it's not anything. Um the whole thing is that you know they say 1659, so they're dressed like old timey medieval guys at first. Mm-hmm. But they're um, but they're loading they're, cargo into a jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they, you know they're saying uh, they they were they're musicians. You know singers. He's like I was a singer. You were just talk singing. Yeah. Because uh, he, he was inventing <laughs> hip hop. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> which which makes more sense when it's corrected you know no it's it's 1959 billy corrects them and of course they, yeah. they, they say no i didn't misspeak of course i said 1959 which is how a cranky old man would respond to that and they do he would double down or ignore it right uh but yeah. uh you know it turns out this is uh this is the day the music died uh, uh yes. the dragoon is the big bopper which <laughs> the big bopper inventing hip-hop no thank you uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the guy did Chantilly Lace. Oh, baby. That's what I like. Uh, no. just, just when you could have a whole act based around how ah, telephones, those are new and hot, yeah. right? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, and then Red Mantle as Buddy Holly. Uh, yes. The drawings of them are very good. <laughs> and Phantom Mouse kidnapping them to uh, kidnapping rock stars to make a rock and roll orchestra mm-hmm. where he sues a phone. He played the sousaphone. Yeah, uh, here, trying to make it sound cool mm-hmm. and getting really, really angry. 
uh, that uh, that that uh, they, they weren't uh, that wasn't working. Right. He figured yeah. he could make the rock and roll lead sousaphone work and it didn't uh, didn't happen. But this is kind of an explanation for why the guild seems to be this kind of clearinghouse for washed up rock stars. Right. And Phantom yes. Limb is, you know, he's not into that side of it. He thinks that, it, you know, there should be some, you know, should be more dignity to that, you know, because yeah. we used to be it's not ph- just that. We used to be philosophers and all that. You know, Alistair yeah. Crowley, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know exactly like uh, Oscar Wilde and shit. Yes, um, they uh, they don't really go do anything else with this old rock star, so it ends up nope. being somebody who's not Bowie, mm-hmm. and then somebody who is definitely Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. But that's it. Yep, it ends up being really weird that Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper, <laughs> one of them gets Earth powers and the other one is like a super strong guy mm-hmm. who gets sewed together. Um, you know, Billy chimes in just like, hey, you know, don't shoot me or anything, but I know where the orb is. Yeah. It's in the safe at the venture compound. Yeah. Because Phantom Lynn says, oh, you know, just a, we, we used to have a purpose protecting the orb. And Billy was like, okay, well, if this will get me out of here, I can tell you where it is. And remember yeah. at the end of Orb, uh, Rusty had put the uh, had put it in the safe uh, in that cool little pool room that they have. Yeah. If, if my dad thought I shouldn't have this, maybe I shouldn't have it. Yes. Like he did know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut over to, to Sergeant Hatred crying in the bathroom. Uh, weird little bit. This is really well animated. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like, I, I usually, I know I've never noticed that, but Sergeant <laughs> Hatred on the ground here is very well animated. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of very um, good expression work going on. Uh, uh they're really yeah. selling the agony of this. Just, and, uh, you know, Rusty's trying to get him to come out of there. Like number one on my list of inappropriate behaviors is whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Like I, you work for me. Yeah. Uh, but Hatred has fallen off the wagon. Uh, because Hank hates him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just, yeah. Uh, the hatred needs a family. He, he needs a unit. Right? Yeah. Um, and he's... Desperately. He's, he, yeah. It is, uh, that's the only thing that gives him purpose. And, uh, you know, uh, just uh, Hank has given him nothing. And, you know, de- 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 denying him that purpose. And so, uh, uh, it says, like, oh, he hates me. And Rusty's like, well, you've got hatred tattooed on you. It's like, well, I've got other tattoos. I've got Calvin hugging Hobbs on my inner thigh. It's, it's so good. He's like, I got Calvin and Hobbs on my thigh. And Calvin isn't, Calvin isn't weeing on anything. He's hugging Hobbs. Like, yep. it's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, I love I love sweetheart Sergeant Hatred. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rusty has Dean. He's like, he always listens to you. <laughs> I love this. The implied history here. Uh-huh. Like, Dean's just done this a million times. Uh, walks off. Is like, this is your sponsor. <laughs> What's that for? You're not my <laughs> A fearless moral inventory. Is this fearless? Are you taking an inventory? Yeah. No, he's in there drinking. He's in there drinking yeah. CVS generic Axe body spray. <laughs> yeah. Just really, really off the wagon here. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, no, you got to take your shot. Like you, you, you really, you need to go take your shot because uh, uh, mm-hmm. you need to stay out of the dark place. Like just, uh, just, just talking more, more than a 16 or 19 year old kid should have to do. Yeah, it's it's a lot of labor <laughs> yeah. that Rusty just put onto his son here. <laughs> uh, Hank comes in and says, "Hey, the compound's swarming with with guild guys, with bad guys." Hatred busts out of the room, mm-hmm. uh, orders Dean to the panic room, and then sees an opportunity uh, to help Hank. You know, Hank would you want to help old Uncle Hatred stop the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, so nice little Hank and Hatred moments in this episode as well. Yeah. The Hatred and Hank stuff and the uh, the Doc and Dean stuff in this are all pretty pitch perfect. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we cut over to Red Mantle and Dragoon practicing controlling their bodies so they can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good is my body. Others, uh, this great little bit where he's like, I've been standing around with my dick in my hand. It was That's my, my dick. dick. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> the uh, which would be if if you got uh, your head sewn on somebody, mm-hmm. the etiquette around whose genitals they are would get real complicated. Uh, I mean, I don't like like eventually you you, like I think after after enough time you would come to. So the the famous conjoined twins like a stepdad. (laughs) <laughs> like a like a stepdad, the, the yeah, yeah the, but but the the famous conjoined twins they had separate wives and many many kids, you know. Yeah. So you know what they would they were not sharing uh, uh, a penis, but you know, kind of a bit of a you know, it's kind of it's in the is, same, so, same same zip code if not the same neighborhood, right? Yeah, like that. That's the awkwardness of of needing to do dick stuff attached to somebody else, <laughs> but not with somebody else's dick. Yeah, you know. Like, and you would feel it like they established that. So like, let's say, you know, uh, you and I get, well, let's, let's take two strangers. I, yeah. I was so hoping you weird. wouldn't. <laughs> let's, let's say, let's say, uh, Jeff and Chris. Okay. Ross get attached <laughs> at the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and one of them, uh, jerks off and it's the, the original owner of the dick, uh-huh. the, the, uh, head that's attached to can feel it. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, you know th- that that'd be real. Like, you, did you look over at the other person? I mean, do you un- close your eyes and un- kind of just like look un- away, like, unbroken, unbroken eye contact. Yeah. yeah, does that make it better? Like, it, the whole thing is just extremely the sexual politics of owning one body. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I, I think That's that, wild I, I think that this is what uh, the, the, this is what science fiction exists to do, which to is to, which to challenge is, us. Yeah, the chat to challenge our existing morals. The Carl you know, Sagan is crying in heaven <laughs> thinking about this conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, oh, different. Uh, uh, you want to talk about contact, huh? <laughs> yeah exactly um anywho but this this is where we learn about the about the revenge society about, about the team uh and that we're, we're so funny <laughs> we're introduced it's i i love how childish it is I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's it's below the dignity of phantom limb but like it circles around to being like innocent and cute Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah especially later when you have with with wisdom like the, 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 it's very cute uh so he's got a coffee mug that says wisdom on it because the team the named wisdom mm-hmm. the fix it man tech guy uh also the spiritual heart of our team yeah. sorry wisdom namaste yeah well like, uh, <laughs> like but the soundtrack it plays the it plays the asian riff the like that that's a weird no before he says the spiritual heart of our team so the fact that Phantom Limb loaded him with like with, with racial baggage is yeah. very, is very yeah, it, fun. It, it, it's it's a cup of a specific descent, you know. <laughs> uh, what a wise cup! Oh my! Oh um, my God, Gary, is it because yeah. the bottom of the cup says "Made in China"? Oh, that would make sense. I, I mean, yeah. I, I hope that's not insensitive in any way, but like that's you know that's all I can think of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking just because of like spiritualism yeah you know yeah. wisdom and spiritualism and, and it being like a yeah, like tro- a, a, a tro- tropey thing of, yeah 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 tropey thing but also that would make sense yeah um if that was the idea i feel like they would have said it, it yeah it could have they could have uh underlined that um i i don't want to show be... does that kind of thing but doc doesn't really do it yes like doc doc tells yeah i i i, I don't want to be the person who bonfire side chats that yeah yeah, I mean it's it might be like, yeah maybe. totally yeah. You know. uh, uh, the, the toaster's name is Chuck. Mm-hmm. He's the muscle. Um, <laughs> he's the muscle known for his mastery of the nunchaku. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he also disables traps and he is, uh, he's not humble about it. Yeah. And then, uh, Lady Nightshade, which is this <laughs> high heeled shoe that he is, he's, this is his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, her skills are obvious, but hands off. She's spoken for, he's yep. like petting the shoe. <laughs> we get a cutaway later. Uh, I'll just say this now because it's more appropriate here. He, he, he stole it from, uh, from Dr. Girlfriend. He stole it from Dr. Yeah. Mrs. The Monarch. She's looking for it later. Um, yeah. and yeah. it's a very specific brand of shoe that means nothing to me. Yes. Yeah. That I'm sure was impeccably researched. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but one of them says, this man's a Fruit Loop. And he says, ah, Fruit, yeah. loop, fruit loop as a fox. So. <laughs> like, I, I'm really here for Red Mantle and Dragoon just being like, this is cuckoo banana. Just, just, just burn like, the man just, down, yeah. Declarative <laughs> statements about this. And I love uh, Billy in the bag being like, why can't I hear anybody? Because <laughs> you're sane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Oh, man. So, uh, Dragoon and Manta will not cooperate, uh, until the, the, the threat of murder is placed upon them. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Hatred and Hank are in the security monitor room, you know, and, uh, Hatred says that the guild forces are here to get, get him. Um, at first, you know, he thinks it's going to be because of his, uh, you know, his predilections, yeah. which he kind of explains here first but it's because he, he went over to the bad you know to the good side mm-hmm. gave a bunch of secrets uh but he explains he gives hank a version of the birds and the bees yeah uh talk you know some birds like eggs some birds like other birds you know and he uh and he's like oh like uh, uncle gentleman mm-hmm. you know exactly you know but some birds like eggs and eggs are small and can't defend themselves so they have to take experimental drugs to not like eggs yes i don't want to like eggs mm-hmm. you know and, and hank's response again just the i love the way that hank's vocal performance evolves as he just gets yeah. more over it but he says i already know I, I already know you used to be a pedestrian <laughs> it's very funny and then one of my favorite like lines of of the series yeah where hatred's like you know i like bees too i've had my share of honey and and uh hank's like so these guys are here to kill you because god forgot to <laughs> that's fucking that's cruel. such a mean thing that's, to say <laughs> that is so fucking cruel yeah like and you know uh, pedophile <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it or anything like that, but it, it's such a it's such a good line. It's so yeah. mean. Yeah. It's a it's a mean thing to say to somebody you know is trying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and who who wants nothing more than your approval? Yeah. It is the opposite of such. Yeah. Um, you know, uh Hank posits like they're not actually here for you. They're mm-hmm. probably here for me because they heard about how Batman I am. And mm-hmm. I love again just sweet hatred though, where he's like, You are so Batman. Yeah, you know, dude, talking like, him up, like seeing an opportunity. Yeah. 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 He just wants to be a good stepdad. He does. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh Hank's being a bit of a crumb bum here. He has a plan. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so watch him ward <laughs> ring the doorbell uh for the front of the compound you know they're here to you know, just be, basically they're here to to protect so like hey we got a rogue mm-hmm. agent like you know things are pretty bad uh but hank and hatred are are dicking around with them you know kind of doing some uh prank phone call stuff yeah yeah, yeah. uh very cute Mm-hmm. Um, Rusty and Dean are in the panic room where Dean is having a little heart attack in the corner like he likes to do <laughs> um, where he's puked on his knees they've got some spit up mm-hmm. on him and I love Rusty just totally understanding like he just baby burped on your speed suit there's mm-hmm. not a super scientist alive who hasn't coughed a little acid on his speed suit he's gone with a wet nap I have a bunch of these lemony little miracles in my pocket <laughs> why like, do you think they're made of polyester <laughs> like uh, this is very, very cute. Yeah. Uh, and th- this is like a sweet bonding moment. Uh-huh. Like Dean's like, oh, you're not ashamed. 
you know, and Rusty's like, no, like I'm, I'm used to this. And this is mm-hmm. where we get the great little bit of lore of mm-hmm. the action man waking him up every day, putting a gun up to it, like right up to his head with no bullets, mm-hmm. hearing the click because it's right next to his head and saying, not today, Rusty, not today. <laughs> Fucking action, man. Yeah. Just, just dry firing into a probably like a, I mean, a five-year-old boy. <laughs> incredible yeah god i love the action man oh man uh, it's just just, just so horrible just 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 getting a used to the the possibility that you might die yeah yeah yep every a lot, a lot of men trying to love in the series and yep. just nobody succeeding at it oh no because they they're, they're, because they're trying to i mean a little bit they're trying to make them into versions of themselves you know the 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 Twitter thing I saw where it was like I think you should leave is a horror show about male emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venture Brothers also a horror show about male emotions. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, in the bedtime stories mold, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, just men trying <laughs> but, uh, and failing. But this turns into a pep talk. He's you know trying to cheer Dean up, saying like, "Yes, this is hard, but you know, think about what you get in exchange. You get to live the life of a super scientist, right? You know, yeah. it's 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 not it's not without a benefit. Which I mean, obviously, Rusty doesn't believe entirely, or he sometimes believes and some sometimes doesn't, depending on how he's feeling about being in the game or not. But in the moment, it is a good thing for Dean to hear because it gets him out of his panic attack." It's like a, a Rusty has to believe that a little bit to maintain his ego. Yes. You know, like Rusty being this conflict between being heavily abused, but also needing to maintain mm-hmm. his sense of self against all odds. Yeah. You know, uh, Dean says, you know, what do they want out there? And he's like, well, what do they want? You know, mm-hmm. so they're going to go out and find out. They're going to do some scouting as boy adventurers. <laughs> um, up on the ridge, we got Lim and the others uh, in the car driving up uh limb you know says orders them to uh sneak into the compound with billy uh there uh and dragoon red mantle push back like we haven't been outside in years <laughs> teenage gangs they're going mock to mock us. us for being out of style <laughs> our trousers <laughs> being out of style yeah yeah uh Oh uh, man, good. I just, <laughs> just rode to the fear of roving teenage gangs. Not that they're going to hurt you or rob you, but that they're going to mock you. I love it. Mock your trousers, yeah. <laughs> the, the, their their mono trouser, two headed mono trouser. <laughs> uh, and and the two headed uh, cloak, which was tailored for them very quickly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> um, watch a warder at the door, trying to find figure out ways to get the vendors to open up. You know, like, what if we went Braveheart, like, send in naked? Uh, and they're like, oh, you know, the eunuch division might gross people out, but the ladies' auxiliary, that'd be hot. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, Watch interrupts this conversation to say that the sovereign is here. And he brought Eon, uh, who's yeah. obviously supposed to be Brian Eno, but they couldn't say that. Yeah. Um, and the reason why he's here is because they say, here come the warm jets. <laughs> um, the titular brian yeah, Eno the, album the, the, the debut his, yeah debut uh, brian yeah. Eno album yeah <laughs> re-album master uh run <laughs> of the late 70s yeah um and rusty and dean uh they see this they're riding around on the conveyor belt rusty tells dean you know leave to pretend to be laundry become laundry feel the grass stains <laughs> <laughs> pretend to be laundry <laughs> Um, you know, Dean says, how did you get, how did they get past the lasers? Uh, and it's because he had to turn them off because Orpheus got shot mowing the lawn. <laughs> he was how suing them. The, <laughs> get past the locks. And it's because Hank locked himself in the laundry room after watching dog day afternoon. 
again, very cute. Yeah. Um, we cut over to Hatred and Hank riding their hover bikes through the tunnels. Hatred's like, we've been on the shortcut for a while. And Hank says, you know, don't, don't worry. This plan will finally come together once we get the ice cream cake and the stack of Playboys. And Hatred, not being an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, knows what's going on. He's like, you wouldn't be playing your old Uncle Hatred just to get everything you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank says, no, don't you trust me? He's like, of course I trust you. You were trained by Brock. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's as honest. You know, I worked with that man. He was incredibly honest. Yeah. And basically psychology's hank you know like yeah. brock wouldn't want you to be lying yeah brock's this. the most batman person i've ever seen and you want to be batman so you wouldn't lie yeah <laughs> and, that you know, and then, then hank's like okay you know i i forgot about part of my plan let's head back yeah yeah you know cute little like, really good little hank and hatred moment uh so we cut into the compound and we have the the lounge red mantle and dragooner there with the billy bag bit uh, billy's mm-hmm. just uh just in the sack and one of the go blackout operatives comes in um and uh holds them up but uh dragoon throws chuck the toaster <laughs> there's like a little bit of a mm-hmm. standoff before dragoon just decides to solve the problem knocks him out immediately and then they open up the safe and grab the orb well it's also this is the beginning of them kind of being buddies yeah he's yeah. like he, he wants the muscle of the organization <laughs> you know and they and they they start chuckling about it because their relationship ends up being this very long-running sweet thing <laughs> eventually and the, the seeds of it are here where they're mm-hmm. not just resenting each other yeah. yeah uh you know they're they're gonna have they're like uh you know you carry the orb i'll kill carry billy mm-hmm. uh and dragoon's like i just learned to form a fist mm-hmm. you know i shouldn't be carrying this bomb mm-hmm. or whatever uh and billy is knocked out when he because he got dropped he got hit on the head yeah you know yeah. and this is also them having fun they're like what is this an episode of gilligan's island you know uh, <laughs> everybody falls unconscious in one hit i bet when he wakes up he'll have amnesia <laughs> you know they're, they're just goofing with each other because they like each other yeah they're 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 falling into the 21 20 uh 24 uh dynamic yeah which is good yeah yeah sweet buddies <laughs> uh uh in contrast though a relationship that is uh frayed and broken uh phantom limb is up on the ridge he's looking through some binoculars trying to find the sovereign you know because he saw the worm jets yeah. coming in too um but he turns on wisdom accusing the you know i can't see that i can't see him out there maybe you maybe you the mug you're the yeah, shapeshifter <laughs> Yeah. Um, which is, I like that we don't see it, but just it's a, he smashes it. Yes. Uh, later. Um, back on the conveyor belt, Rusty is explaining how, you know, uh, villains have their weaknesses. You know, they have goggles, they have no peripheral vision. If they have a helmet with a big piece of punctuation on it, they can't turn around very quickly. So you need to stay in their side view. Mm-hmm. You know, just little boy adventurer tips. Yeah. But you, you um, use your uh, small stature, wiriness, and wiliness to your advantage, young boy adventurer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that they get this little bit where they run into this elderly version of Rusty <laughs> at the end, uh, claiming to be him from the future. We had to finish the time machine uh, here, and then just warps back. It's like I'm just fucking with you. It's David Bowie. Because <laughs> of course, uh, how how could you resist the, the the temptation? If I were David Bowie, I'd be everybody from the future. Oh, of course, yeah. Um. The um, <laughs> that like they uh, they showed this. I remember seeing this uh, in the trailer. For mm-hmm. season four, when I was watching the show contemporaneously, yeah, and thinking there was going to be this time travel plot, and they talk about this in the uh, in the book or the commentary, I can't remember which one. How in the little sizzle reel they created, they had this, and then they cut over to a psychedelic Dean scape, mm-hmm. 
from perchance the Dean and it really implied there being a time portal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people were like, when are they going to get to the episode with the time portal? <laughs> uh, when it turned out it was just clever editing. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, showing Dean being uh, coronated by the coronated as the leader of the guild, like just all these big like implications that end up being one-off jokes, you know? And yeah. they, they say like, we, we do it to ourselves all the time too, because when, when they, um when they first cut the promos for season one, they basically used every action scene with a Brock and that attracted mm -hmm. an audience who thought that Venture Brothers should be an action show, mostly starring and concerning the uh, violent adventures of Brock Sampson. Yeah. 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 Again, they kind of did it to themselves. Yes. You know, this, this whole thing, mm -hmm. uh, hatred and Hank are in Billy's, uh, found the Billy bag in the pool room. <laughs> Uh, here as they're going through and he's just like oh it's a trap it's a it's a young young boy mm -hmm. you know uh hank tries to warn him against or uh opening it saying it might be a bunch of scorpions that have trained themselves to look like a man mm -hmm. uh, and he says he trained their tail uh, trained them to he says to hold cocktail rifles yeah uh, cocktail rifle not a thing i mean uh, i think I'd... it's just hank imagining it like a, a cocktail sword uh, yeah, or co you know? co cocktail weenie. Just to be, yeah, either of those kind of things. I, I really enjoyed the idea that Hank was just like, oh, cocktail must just be miniature, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's I I thought it was for sure it was a like that was actually there were little miniature rifles that people had in drinks or something. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is just Hank being Hank. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure some dire bachelor party has like featured those at some point. You know. Yeah. Just uh, oh. just a little little, uh, little little toast points served on a Maxim magazine, skewered with a yeah cocktail <sighs> rifles. Yeah, with cocktail rifles, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> like the like the whole thing with Ted Cruz like cooking bacon on the side of a gun. Jesus Christ! You know, gun masculinity. Ugh. Um. Uh, the uh, hatred's kind of oh. right though. He looks inside and he loses his composure when he sees uh, an unconscious Billy. Uh, oh, they're preying on my weakness. Uh, this is notwithstanding the fact that he has he has seen Billy before and has been yeah. intrigued by the loophole that Billy Quizboy provides to him. Yes. Uh, the uh, also in a Doc episode, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Doc yeah. was into pursuing that idea. <laughs> he's, he's really shipping hatred and Billy Quizboy <laughs> for some reason. He loved Billy his boy. Mm -hmm. Hatred, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, so we go over, uh, Dragoon and Red Mantle are there with, uh, Brian Eno there, uh, dressed up like Brian Eno with that ridiculous haircut, uh, that somehow became popular with girls. Like I've seen that, like roughly that haircut yeah, yeah. on a couple of like punk ladies. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, uh, Phantom Limb is making them read, uh, his introduction. You know, they're saying, you know, we didn't write this crap, but it's him <laughs> declaring himself the rightful, uh, you know, head sovereign of the guild. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lim is displeased by how this goes, so he shows off uh, Lady Nightshade's uh, Lady Nightshade's power. He throws like a boomerang, uh, kind of hit, yeah. hitting everybody and you know, stunning them a little bit. This is where we get the cutaway to Doctor Mrs. the Monarch looking for her missing high heel. Yeah, and of course, I, the the fact that this operates like a boomerang, like Doctor Mrs. the Monarch probably has femme fatale, mm -hmm. you know, lady items that have secret James Bond functions. Yeah, it just comes them. with the territory. Yeah. Uh, the sovereign shows up and, uh, you know, phantom limb is like uh, going to threaten him. Uh, you know, isn't it the, the thin white douche, um, pulls out, uh, the broken wisdom mug on accident, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and then actually pulls out the orb, uh, there. And the sovereign says, okay, you know, I will hand the guild over to its rightful heir, uh, Dean Venture. Mm-hmm. 
you know, basically saying like, uh, explaining this thing that it feels like would have shown up in the book, the charter. Mm -hmm. If this was like, I don't really understand the mechanics of what the sovereign does here. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, this is going to sound like me being real nitpicky, but again, I, I feel fine about it because if the, the creators are going to go into these areas where they're going to get real lore heavy, Mm -hmm. like I think they're inviting a certain amount of, you know, taking it seriously. Yeah. When they, when they take it seriously. So like, what was Phantom Limb thinking during this? Was he just wrong that his father or his grandfather founded the guild? I I think, I think that he, he just, he he was, he was wrong about his, about his grandfather who should, who holds the, like, which of the schism, like which side of it was the right, is still the rightful guild. So like, yeah, Phantoma, broke off and started doing this big band thing the other guild was still there and that's what the charter applied to i think is what it was yeah Yeah. and so it's just weird that he gets this far into it and the sovereign's plan is to be like nah this our side's legit yeah Yeah. and then just does it and of course like you know the the phantom limb doesn't buy this Mm -hmm. like it doesn't do anything to phantom limb right like him crowning dean as the the ruler of this and then dean giving it to the sovereign is like a cute little piece of pageantry mm-hmm. but it doesn't actually affect yeah. what phantom limb does at all uh because uh, phantom limb immediately uh pulls out the orb and everyone is scared of it except for except for rusty, <laughs> rusty yeah except for rusty who's over all this stuff yeah. but the sovereign's plan makes no sense because the the sovereign is scared of the orb Mm-hmm. You know, so like, why? What was his plan here? I don't know. You know, just to get blown up. Don't like know. Uh, you know it. Yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I I, um, I, I think he was. I think that he was hoping that uh, the orb was not produced. That the that, that, that the orb was still safe inside. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I suppose he well, he, he didn't think that because the uh, the orb comes out. He pulls out the orb in front of him and then he says, well, I just have to do this thing well, and pulls they, out Dean. They, 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 they came here to stop to stop Phantom Limb from getting the orb. They didn't know that he sent people to the to the inside uh, to get it. Right. He, he had no reason to it. He had no reason to assume that the orb was there. So that would not have informed his uh, that would not have informed his decision to come out onto the lawn. No, I'm not talking about his decision to come on the lawn. I'm talking about his decision to crown Dean and have Dean crown him. Yeah. He does it, he does it as if an, in answer to pulling out the limb or the, the orb. D- d- does he, does he do it? Uh, yes, he does. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, that, that does come after it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense for it. It doesn't answer it. I don't know. You know? Yeah. It just, it doesn't, it kind of falls apart under scrutiny and it's not tons of scrutiny or anything either. I didn't spend like mm-hmm. all night, like with a, a cork board. Yeah. To figure this out it just doesn't make very much sense yeah um you know it's cute they play the music from excalibur mm-hmm. when they uh when they knight him you know yeah, sweet the, little the, reference. the Wagner piece yeah Wagner. Yeah. Wagner, yeah yeah um a movie where somebody has sex in full plate mail <laughs> uh so phantom limb says he's going to activate the orb and as he tries to he, he cannot and we get a flashback to the zeppelin scene yeah um sandow didn't kill lloyd venture he just broke the orb yeah. Uh, and we get a repeat of the, the joke where he's like, how dare you? And he's like, I was supposed to kill you. And he's like, well, then that's okay then. <laughs> you know, similar to the joke with the red mantle and dragoon with a uh, phantom limb earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, you know, Lloyd went on uh, to sire the rest of the line and the orb that we see, you know, is just whatever was put back together. All function uh, kind of removed from it because it was broken. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
again, I have no no particular problems with it being broken, mm-hmm. you know, on its own. Yeah. Uh, so Lim gets captured here, uh, you know, and uh, Red Mantle picks up the orb. I love this bit because yeah. two heads are better than one. <laughs> uh, uh, just he's like, what is that in reference to? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been <laughs> waiting for it all day. Honestly. Been waiting for an opportunity all day and got sick of waiting. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's very just, cute. It's just what you say. Oh, yeah, that fun. I, I would say it all the time. Yeah, if I, I were in that situation. Yeah, and, and like it, like it would start as a joke, but then we just get deadly serious. And then deadly that, serious. <laughs> in fact, uh, two heads are often worse than one. Yeah, you know. So uh, you, you, you 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 go uh, if you if you, you want to go fast, go alone. If you yeah. uh, want to become a vaudeville act, uh, go with two heads, right? It's true. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the horrible post-credit scene yeah. uh, where Billy wakes up in Hatred's bed. You know, Hatred's like shirtless, you know, good morning, sunshine. And Billy says, I want to go back in the bag. And yeah. the book just has like no less than like 10 paragraphs <laughs> explaining yeah. why this is non-sexual. Yeah. Uh, no, no, this, um, this is a non-consensual sex joke. Yeah, it's it's just it's just it is a, it is a rape joke that you guys made and then later retconned. Yeah, uh, it is more dignified to just live with it. Yep, you know. Um, and that's the episode, which again, very good. Like I love all the the relationship stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the the plot stuff seems dumb to me, but yep. the relation, all the pairs are really good in this. Yeah, no, it's 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 very good, and uh, like it's. You know, it's sad because you know which direction it's going to go, but Rusty trying and succeeding at bonding with Dean a little bit is is nice to see. It it yeah. is good to see that like if he it if he gets off of his ass, even it's for self even if it's for selfish reasons, it 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 does help. <laughs> you know, it yeah. can work. Yeah. Yeah, effort effort counts. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, it's 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 sweet to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a good, uh, not as good as the next one. Yeah, uh, what is the next episode. one? Oh, oh, it's a uh, self medication. Medication. Yes, yes. We we got a couple, episode. We got a couple of good ones coming up, so we're uh, we're we're yeah. do we're doing fine. Yeah, yeah. We have a guest uh, for next episode. That's going to be Nick Daniel from Latchkey Kingdom. Yeah, uh, the webcomic uh, illustrator of the Worlds of Power books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Power Worlds books. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. Look forward to that. What else can they do, Cole? Uh, if they want to, they can go to patreon.com slash duckvtv, uh, kick us a few bucks a month and get uh, uh, and get the episodes a week early. Also get access to bonus shows, um, uh, mostly about video games, but we got one about uh, horror movies uh, that uh, is on real good streak right now. Uh, it's called Unfilmable mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, thanks to everybody who has uh, gone and done that so far. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. Uh, and until next time, go, go Team, team Venture. Venture.